brewing a pot of consciousness with a side of wellness. Quench your curiosity with reality. Well, we are back on to the new season of the Reality Podcast. You will be sipping some tea with me, Shafi, your host, along with my co-host. Oh, here guys, grab a cup. Oh, thank you, Shafi. Hi, I'm Shasha. Hi, I'm Atira Shamina. Hi, I'm Haiza, and we are the co-hosts of the podcast. Reality Podcast is produced by PR students from UITM Shah Alam. The podcast centers around the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, or we call it as the SDGs, that are built upon the success of the Millennium Development Goals, where the SDGs has expanded into 17 goals from its initial 8 goals. The SDGs are applied on our country as a national framework to address global challenges by promoting sustainable, inclusive and equitable economic development for a better future for everyone. As the world has been hit with pandemic for more than one year, the emergence of new poor as reported by World Bank are those who were not expected to be poor prior to 2020. In Malaysia, this can be seen among the M40 when over half a million M40 households are now B40. Based on the data provided by the Department of Statistics Malaysia, or also known as DOSM, which is applied to the current Poverty Line Income, PLI, which is set at ringgit per month. Therefore, this episode will look into the SDG1, which is a no poverty, and SDG3, which is a good health and well-being. Now, let's have a go to our podcast PSA. Brewing a pot of consciousness with a side of wellness. Quench your curiosity with reality. Malaysians are now able to interstate travel for the fully vaccinated. I hope everyone are delightful and enjoying their time and journey to meet their loved one. Despite all the relief, it is still crucial for us to adhere to the SOPs given by the Kementerian Kesihatan Malaysia. Wear your mask properly, double masking recommended. Avoid crowded places if necessary. Wash your hands frequently and don't forget to sanitize. The war is far from ending, but together we can continue building a healthy and stronger community. Hashtag kita jaga kita. We are so excited to share with you guys our special guests for today's episode who are very experienced in their respective profession to talk about our case study for today. Welcome to the Reality Podcast, Mrs. Deborah and Ponhawati. Could you please share with us briefly on your background to our listeners today? Sure. Hi, I am Deborah Chan, the co-founder of Wiki Impact. And Wiki Impact is an online digital platform for all things impact in Malaysia. What we do is we highlight social issues in Malaysia in a bite-sized, easy-to-digest way where um, regular Malaysian citizens, whether young or old, will be able to pick up uh, any of our articles or Instagram posts and be able to understand a little bit more about the social issues that are uh, within our um, nation. And as a result of that, the awareness, uh, we hope that you know the awareness will um, inspire and encourage people to make a difference within their own communities and within their own um, families and states or districts uh, because I think there is a change maker in all of us. 
Alright, thank you. My name is Hawati Abdul Hamid. I am a Deputy Director in Kazana Research Institute or KRI. So at the Institute, I work mostly on socio-economic research study like social protection, poverty, inequality and social mobility. It's a great pleasure to have both of you with us today. Now let us move to our first segment. Brewing a pot of consciousness with a side of wellness. Quench your curiosity with reality. Hello Mrs. Deborah. I am Noraina Shasha and I will be the first speaker for the first segment. And my question is to you. Is it evident that the M40 bracket is slowly slipping into the P40? Why is this? Uh, evidently, it's a yes. How do I know? I think I know from two two various sources. One is data from the Malaysian Department of Statistics, DOSN, actually reported that uh, 20% of the M40s or the lower M40s have slipped into the B40 category um, or demographic in Malaysia. So uh, data shows us that it is evident. The other thing is also, I guess, soft data. Um, I, all of us have gone through the pandemic. We have had friends who, you know, have lost jobs. Most especially, I think people within the tourism industry or the hard hit industries where uh, when there was a lockdown, they were not able to continue their business. And so there was a lot of job loss. So uh, to that, uh, it is an evident, yes, that uh, M40s have slipped into uh, B40s. Uh, it is a hard reality to swallow, I think, uh, for many of us. Um, and why is that uh, with, you know, months of lockdown, job losses um, and people who uh, never actually thought about maybe, you know, job security. As a result of the pandemic, they've had to think about, will I lose my job next? You know, when will I be next to be called to the table and handed in, you know, handed the letter of uh, resignation or, or, you know, retrenchment. I think uh, job security has been one of the big topics, uh, especially at the start of the, of the pandemic, because many business owners also did not know how to plan for uh, the future as well because of so many uncertainties. And and um, I guess uh, one of the reasons why is also probably the bottom tier of the M40 group. Uh, this reality, ha what, what it has shown us is that perhaps maybe a lot of them have been living from, you know, hand to mouth uh, with heavy uh, debt repayments and, uh, and loan repayments and so forth. And in order to keep up with the standard of living, uh, you know, an M40 on a good day without the pandemic would have a steady income. But when there is an uncertainty and when you have so many loan repayments, uh, immediately you don't have an income source and as a result of that people have had to uh, break into their savings account uh, a lot of them as even data shows that you know many of them have to re withdraw from uh, EPS savings and so forth you know something that is unthinkable and usually people People don't even want to touch EPF uh, if it's on a good day right so various reasons why uh, you know, data shows that 20% of M40s have fallen into B40s. And I think whilst uh, it's great that you're starting with this question, because I think it's, it's one thing to uh, go through the pandemic, uh, but it's another thing to realize the reality of it and then find ways to, to solve the issue or the problem. Yeah. 
This is very insightful and true. We have seen viral stories such as a pilot who lost his job this pandemic and opt to opening stalls for survival. And yes, issue in job security is very concerning for the people today from all walks of life, causing them to break into their account where we will look into this more later on our second segment with Puan Hawati. Now, as we see, the vulnerable group of M40 has fallen into B40. Mrs. Deborah, can you share with us more on how this M40 group cope being in a financial restrained position? Yeah, uh, I, I think for sure, a lot of yes, maybe the middle income uh, earners of Malaysia or middle class families, I think a, a lot of them have had to relook at their standard of living and uh, rejig some of their lifestyle habits. Uh, maybe, you know, not order too much of uh, takeout, uh, cook more often to reduce uh, expenditure within the family or the households, especially if, you know, the household is, uh, is relying on a single breadwinner. Many of them, again, as mentioned, had to withdraw uh, money from uh, EPF or other savings uh, or, you know, let go of uh, various investments in order to uh, increase their, I think, uh, income uh, in some way or another and uh, reduce the expenditure within the household. All right, we are entering the second segment of our podcast on the costs and effects with me, Atira, and my guest, Puan Hawati Hamid from Kazana Research Institute. All right, Puan Hawati, I wanted to know, in your opinion, should the government put more effort into funding the lower M40? Firstly, I think I would like to emphasize that B40, M40 and T20 that what we have been hearing about is is really a classification of household based on their position or rank in the distribution, in the income distribution, really. So it doesn't take into account the household size, where these uh, households are located, and what sort of vulnerability each household have. So in one study that Kara have done, we, we've highlighted that um, this classification can be arbitrary depending on the type of household. Sometimes uh, a household with, uh, for example, if you are talking about M40 household, they are... They normally sit in with income between five thousand to ten thousand, right? So, um, but if let's say they have about five children, then their per capita income would be just two thousand, and this would mean differently to household with just one person in that uh, in that family. So it's really about really looking about looking at the attributes of this household, and hence uh, more assistance that can be directed to those who are in needs would be welcome, I would say. I see, meaning that for us to have a better interpretation of the household income data, we should also take into account on the different living standard based on their location as well as their household size and composition. With that, we know that there are other groups that really need the funding from the government, right? not just looking into the income classification. Next, all right, Pon Hawati. Looking into the 12MP, the 12 Malaysian plan that stated it aims to strengthening the economic growth, inclusivity, and sustainability. Do you think that this plan addresses about the eradicating of poverty at all levels properly? Yes, uh, I, would, I would think so because if we read the document carefully, I think the report have 
have really looked into various segments in the society, like people in poverty, people with disability, elderly women, going putra, household, or as well as they want to reduce income, uh, regional disparity, especially in Sabah and Sarawak. But I would say that it's really with this uh, long-term planning document, it, it would be very hard for us to find any gaps in this type of document. It will, it, it will normally have uh, all sort of overarching statement. So the question is really about implement, implementation of what have been planned. We really need to not only um, address the needs of various segments of the population as well as various types or dimension of poverty. Yeah, I hope that the plan or the initiative will remain equitable and inclusive to all of the Malaysian. Now, Puan Hawati, we would like to know does retraining and requalification is needed for the M40 group that lost their job costs that they have their initial qualification with? Yes, definitely. And I would say it should not be just uh, focused on M40 alone. I think those people who have uh, lost their job or face uh, retrenchment should be given uh, proper intervention. Active labour market policy is important in terms of integrating them back into the uh, labour market. I think we know that with technological disruption, lifetime employment is quite a far is is quite an illusion already because a lot of job being destroyed by technology. People move and move in and out from one job to another more frequently. Hence, uh, as I mentioned, active labor market policies such as retraining, rescaling would be even more critical, especially in terms of long life learning. I think we cannot hope to just, we cannot help to just make do with whatever skill that we have learned in the past. We have to continuously improve and upgrade our skills to embrace a more challenging future. I see, all right, thank you. So it is important for us to always keep upskilling ourselves, all right. Before we continue to our discussion with both of our guests today, let's have a listen to our PR promo. Brewing a pot of consciousness with a side of wellness. Quench your curiosity with reality. Hi Aiza, why are you look sad? Are you okay? Hi Shafi, I'm not sad. I'm just uh, having a hard time right now choosing my major course for my degree. I really like doing public speaking and making video with graphics, but I also aware that I need to enhance my skill in communication and doing research. Is there a program that I can do all of the at once? Well, have you ever heard of public relation program or also known as PR in UITM? No, I never heard of it. PR program has been established since 1972. This program includes a lot of interesting subjects that might suit you, such as graphic and creative design, communication theory, sociology, and many more. Is there any clubs or activity that is related to this program? If you join PR program, you can also participate in Institute of Public Relations Malaysia Students Association, or also known as IPRMSA Club. What is that? IPRMSA Club is a specific club made for PR student. 
It is an active club that offer member opportunity and activities as a PR practitioner. Oh wow, now I know what is the best major role that's with me the most. Thank you, Shafi. My pleasure. If you have any other question, just let me know. Okay. Oh, and one more thing, Haiza. Welcome to UITM. Hey guys, now let's continue with our second segment, Puan Hawati, as there are 582,000 of Malaysia's new poor cash handout EPF withdrawal loan moratoriums are considered as a short-term solution for them. What are the sustainable long-term solutions that we need to consider? Okay, definitely we need to, moving forward, we need, I, I mean, in, in terms of individual, I think what we really need to uh, focus on is really in terms of good job creation. We need to create enough decent job that pay pay decently at least for everyone and opportunity should be give should be created as much as possible so that people can can enjoy decent standard of living as well as they would be able to to save right um, and that that is in terms of individual effort and secondly i think a social protection system uh, need to be strengthened moving forward because we've seen that uh, COVID-19 crisis have exposed a lot of gaps in terms of uh, how we as a society respond to the crisis. So we need to really build a very inclusive social protection system that target core life cycle risks such as uh, joblessness, sickness, health, and uh, during childhood, during elderly, and, and we, sh we cannot afford to live uh, everyone, anyone behind. I see. When people have equal opportunity, they can make the most of their lives and talents, while having a secure social protection can help to protect the society from being trapped in poverty. Now looking into the social protection, how can we ensure social protection among the M40 that has fallen into B40 as there has been a bulk of withdrawal from EPF account as 46% or 7.32 million EPF members below the age of 55 that have less than 10,000 ringgit in their accounts. Does Malaysia's social protection system are ready for an aging nation? Yes, uh, that's true. That um, adequacy, saving retirement adequacy as you mentioned, below age 55 have less than 10,000 ringgit in their account. So that is one in terms of adequacy of saving. The other one is in terms of coverage, you see. Um, only 40%, about 40% uh, among working age population are part of uh, EPF members. Another 60%, they are not really contributing uh, into EPF saving. So I would say that uh, it is not only about adequacy, but as well as coverage. Uh, that's one. Secondly, I think, um, as you know, Malaysia are rapidly aging, correct? That's true. We now are already considered as aging nation, whereby 7% of our population are elderly, uh, age 65 and above. But by 2060, we'll be super aging nation. It's in, in, in just matter about 40 years, super aging society. And we really need, uh, we don't really have much time to prepare. And that's why from now on, we already have to be having serious thinking and strategy to really embrace aging and how we can provide a good social protection floor for our 
elderly later on when we become a, a really aging nation. And one of the uh, proposal, if you, if you have been following uh, the uh, report that KRI have published recently, a title Building Resilient Inclusive Social Protection for Malaysia, we basically propose a, a model to ensure a, a basic or social protection floor for elderly, what we call as social insurance pension. And I would uh, call everyone to read this report if you are interested on our thinking along this line. Thank you, Puan Hawati. And to our listeners today, do have a look to the report and research made by Kazana Research Institute. And if you wanted to know more about this topic, do go to KRI Facebook where they did a webinar on building resilience towards inclusive social protection in Malaysia. Brewing a part of consciousness with a side of wellness. Quench your curiosity with reality. Finally, we are entering our last segment. Firstly, Mrs. Deborah Chen, can you enlighten us on how your participation in Wiki Impact or other empowerment platform could give a positive impact on society regarding social issues such as poverty? Yeah, good question. I think this would be directed to uh, youth and uh, maybe the Gen Zs uh, in the room or whoever that is tuning in, right? I think um, the Gen Zs have, uh, and we all know this, right? Uh, that when you're young, uh, you have un- almost unlimited energy. You have uh, a passion that is, you know, boiling over. You want to give yourself to something that you feel purposeful and led to, right? Um, that, and that's the reason why Wiki Impact started uh, really with an agenda to increase awareness on social issues in Malaysia so that regular Malaysians and especially the younger generations will latch on to what's happening in the nation, basically gain a greater sense of empathy for our neighbour, uh, for, for people who are in need, for uh, those who are marginalised, and then to see what they can offer and put to the table to add to the mix of uh, positive changes. We, we want the virtuous uh, cycle of good to continue on. And when does that start? I think that starts with uh, really awareness, right? You, you can't do something without knowing what's out there. And hence why uh, we can pack uh, really... Uh, the, you know, one of the agendas of Wiki Impact is to is to increase awareness uh, of social issues in Malaysia. Um, I'll give you an example um, how youth uh, participation can actually create and bring about change. Uh, we recently released uh, a listicle on student-led initiatives uh, in Malaysia that are giving back uh, to the community. Um, and many of the change makers or NGOs associations who are doing good on our platform you realize that they are they started off as student bodies within their own universities where you know they came together maybe as a simple project to hey i want to um you know i heard that maybe uh period poverty is uh is an issue that is uh, being talked about now and uh, it seems like you know there are many conversations going on um how can i be a part of it right so many of these student led initiatives came about um wanting to address social issues that are pressing in those times. But as a, as a result of coming together and, you, you know, either organizing a campaign or a fundraising uh, effort, these youth-led student um, 
initiatives have grown into not just projects, but they've grown into movements where from one semester to another, students are actually talking about uh, the last project that actually, you know, gave them a lot of purpose and it was very meaningful to them. How can we continue doing it this year, right? And so from one year to another, these initiatives have led to movements and for movements, some of them have also snowballed into uh, NGO. Um, I hope that example kind of in gives uh, answers your question, but at the same time, it inspires you to actually think about what you can do within your own circles as well. That's a very great initiative and yeah, each of us can play our roles in curbing this social issue, you know, because it's never too late to start. Okay, next one, Hawati. Can you share with us the role of the youth in economic growth and development? Okay, youth is often said they are the future of a nation, right? So youth will be the main stakeholder in the country. They will be the one who will be driving the future growth because they are our essential human capital. They are the workers. They will be the workers. They will be the entrepreneur for new business ventures. And also youth form an important voter base. Hence, I think youth need to be actively engaged in the economic and political decision. Otherwise, it will be very hard for us to sustain growth. And uh, lastly, I think as we are aging society, I think we eventually will have to depend on this uh, group to drive high productivity so that we can take care of our, our future better. But I would also say that older generation have also to empower youth more and give them more opportunity. Yes, the youth of today are not just a target group, but they are also a catalyst for the nation to move forward. Thank you for joining us today, Mrs. Deborah Chan, co-founder of Wikimpact, and Puan Hawati Hamid, Deputy Director of Research from Kazanah Research Institute. The session with Mrs. Deborah was an eye-opening reality. Through her impact industry project, she brought up the gist of just how worrying poverty are to our nation. The Malaysian Department of Statistics reported that 20% of the M40 and lower M40 bracket has slipped into the B40 bracket, which is approved that part of our society is facing this daily struggle to survive since the beginning of the pandemic. She had shared that people are starting to look out for different jobs to get out from the financially restrained situation. I agree to this statement as the evidence from the statistic shown that people are starting to be optimistic and no one had an absolute idea on what and when is this event is going to end. I think it is an important step for people to start venture on different things and to use any sorts of skills to be financially stable during this time. And I would also like to highlight on the financial literacy. This important component is crucial during this time with more and more people are using up their savings. I think we should start to realize just how beneficial it is for an individual to understand financial literacy. The knowledge about effective management of money is what we all can start practice and apply on so that we can get a hold of what is coming next. This is not only towards struggling working adults, but is also for the youth. It is a great opportunity for the youth to take note 
and to learn from this event because the youth are growing up in this situation and I think they can tell just how terrible poverty is affecting our nation now. With them participating in raising awareness and volunteering to help curb the social issue, this definitely will benefit the future generation. Yeah, poverty is multidimensional. It can affect our health and well-being as well. We usually expose to news regarding absolute poverty, those who are not able to meet the basic needs. But now we can understand about the new poor who fall under the category of relative poverty, those who are not able to maintain their average standard of living despite having an income as they are earning below society poverty line, which can be seen among the M40 who has fallen to be 40 this pandemic. We should stray away from narrow targeting and ensure that we address those who really deserve the help to enjoy a decent standard of living and saving. And as we move into becoming an aging nation, we hope to see a resilient system for a better social protection and social security in terms of help, job, income, and more. And to meeting the target of our SDG 1, No Poverty, and SDG 3, Good Health and Well-Being, and with SDG 17, Partnership for the Goals as the anchor to all of these goals. Thank you, Mrs. Deborah and Puan Hawati for attending to our inquiry throughout the podcast. And special shout out to all of our beloved listeners who are listening till the end of this session. Do check out the next episode of the Reality Podcast for the latest issues concerning the reality of our society and to learn more about the SDGs. Here Shafi, this episode contains a lot of insight that it's crucial for us to understand the issue of poverty and what we can do to survive. And for the youth with a strong energy, put the capability to reduce, be an actor of change by becoming an initiator, participant, get yourself involved in decision making, and be a leader. So we can contribute to balance the social issue and ensure that the SDGs become a reality. Stay safe, have a great day ahead. Be sure to check out on our next episode of Reality Podcast. Brewing a pot of consciousness with a side of wellness. Quench your curiosity with reality.